Welcome to Sully Says, musings on sales and life. I'm your host, Rick Sully, and I've spent the past 25 years in the greatest profession in the world, sales. And the number one goal on my podcast is to teach you everything I've learned. I give you the tips, tools, and techniques necessary to excel in sales, network marketing, and most importantly, in life. So listen, learn, and enjoy the journey. Hey everybody, Rick Sully, and thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Sully Says Podcast. My next two episodes are dedicated to a remarkable man, a man who is best known for his prowess as a college basketball coach, but he will long be remembered for his lessons on leadership, his passion for teaching, and his genuine love and respect for his players. His name is John Wooden, the Wizard of Westwood. A moniker, I will tell you, he despised. But nonetheless, Wooden patrolled the sidelines at UCLA for 27 years, compiling a 620 and 147 record. But it was the stretch from 1963 until 1975 that will be regarded as the greatest period of athletic dominance ever. The Bruins captured 10 national championships in 12 years, including seven in a row. They reeled off an unprecedented streak of 88 straight wins, including four perfect 30-0 records over that stretch. They were 259-12 in those 12 years. And here's the best part in my mind. Wooden's highest salary was $35,000 per year which would be roughly $160,000 today. To give you a frame of reference, Coach K at Duke University makes $9 million per year. Um, what? <laughs> so, things have changed. But now you know a little bit more about John Wooden's unparalleled accomplishments. This episode, we're going to focus on his revolutionary and time-tested Pyramid for Success while the next episode will discuss his 12 lessons on leadership. So, without any further ado, here is an overview of Wooden's Pyramid for Success and how you can apply it to the business world. There's no way around this. You know, I've heard the old adage, you work hard versus work smart, and people go back and forth. But the bottom line is, no matter what you do, I don't care if you are white-collar, blue-collar, you're an athlete, you must work hard in order to achieve success. Nobody has accomplished anything great in this life by taking shortcuts. All right, it is hard work, it is discipline, and it is just a consistent and steady application, I guess the word would be, application of your uh, work ethic. And if you're able to do that, you're going to achieve success that you did not realize was possible in your life. The next is friendship. Now, this is an interesting block of the pyramid, but he does have it at the bottom, so clearly it was important to Coach Wooden. And he says there are two qualities of friendship that are vitally important. The first is respect, and the second is camaraderie. Now, those of you that are in leadership positions or management positions in your organizations, I want you to pay close attention to this, because these are the most noteworthy characteristics of true friendship as it pertains to leadership. Think how much you'll give when asked to do something by someone you respect and with whom you share camaraderie. You'll give plenty, pretty much all you've got. 
So he looked and he, he really focused on these two aspects of friendship when he looked at his relationships with players on the UCLA basketball team. Now, he didn't want to be loved, didn't even want to be liked, and he wanted to become their buddies. But there needed to be a mutual respect and camaraderie to strengthen the core of the team. As a matter of fact, if you become too close with some of your sales reps on your team or individuals within your organization, it may weaken you because you're going to have this temptation to play favorites. The third block of the pyramid is loyalty. This is something that is incredibly important to me. All right, is part of our higher nature, and it's also part of the nature of leaders who achieve higher goals. And it is the center of the pyramid's foundation. A leader who has loyalty is the leader whose team Coach Wooden wanted to be part of. And this is true almost anywhere. I mean, think of your own organization. The people that work for you, are they loyal? Are they loyal to you? Are they loyal to the organization? Or do you have people that are leaving at the first opportunity that comes along? And are you the same way? Are you out there fighting every day, not just for yourself, but for the organization? Are you sharing their core message and values? Because if you have that loyalty for yourself, then it's going to be paid back to you in spades. And the best part about it is going to inspire loyalty from below. The fourth block in the pyramid is cooperation. This is critical for the success of any organization or team. You've got to be able to share ideas, information. You've got to shoulder the load for responsibilities. There's got to be a mutual sharing of creativity uh, and tasks. Good leaders are able to encourage individuals on their team to engage in a state of cooperation. And the one thing that you have to be careful is not to share blame. A strong, self-confident leader gives credit to others when deserved, and then they will take the blame. But a weak leader will take credit and give blame. So you have to ask yourself, which one am I? Because here's the deal. You're not the only one with good ideas. You know, others, people in your organization or on your team, they have brains too. They have ideas. In order for your organization to reach its full potential, there must be a degree of cooperation. And you must work together to get to the common goal, which is success. The next block on the pyramid for success is enthusiasm. Now picture the pyramid, if you will, the five blocks across the bottom. On one end, we have hard work, the other, enthusiasm. And these serve as the cornerstone for the pyramid of success. They provide strength individually, but much more strength when combined as one. All right, so hard work is important, but hard work alone will not get you where you need to be. It has to be ignited. It has to be lit a fire by something that will raise it to the extraordinary level required for success. And that something is your enthusiasm because it will infuse hard work with power that all great competitors have. Your heart must be in your work, okay? Your energy and enthusiasm, it lifts everyone around you to a higher level. So as a leader, you must have it. You must instill it in your people. And once they have it, it'll be contagious and other folks around them will feel it too. And once you have that, and as I will make the analogy, once you have everyone in the boat rowing in the same direction and they're doing it with power and passion, you will watch a transformation take place within your team or your organization instantaneously. The next block is self-control. In order to reach the pinnacle of your career, you're going to be presented with many unique 
and formidable challenges. And this characteristic will address the importance of controlling yourself in all areas in order to reach the heights you're capable of. Number one, avoid temptation. We have it everywhere. Drugs, alcohol, womanizing. Don't give in to those temptations because they're going to derail you on your journey. Avoid emotionalism. A lot of us have a tendency to uh, inject emotion into situations. We need to look no further than the 2018 U.S. Open in tennis. Serena Williams in the championship game allowed her emotions to take over and it ultimately cost her the championship. I understand why her emotions got to that point, but as a professional with her level of success, she needed to learn to control that, channel it, and use it to help her to victory. And finally, we must avoid the peaks and valleys associated with our effort. All right, we all know the things that we encounter that are out of our control. And we also know that we're going to have many great successes along the way, and they're going to lift us extremely high. But we're also going to have a lot of defeats, and they're going to drag us down. The key in my mind is to never allow those peaks to become too high and those valleys to become too low. If you're able to do that and maintain that kind of middle of the road, still have that enthusiasm we talked about before, but maintain that even-keeled nature, you will have success. And Wooden has a great quote about this. He says, control yourself so others won't have to. The next block on the pyramid is alertness. Now, this is a term we don't really use very often these days uh, when talking about success, but he mentions Abraham Lincoln. He had alertness. He once said, this is Lincoln, said he never met a person from whom he did not learn something, although most of the time it was something not to do. Now, there's things going on all around us at all times from which we can acquire knowledge if we are paying attention. The tendency is for us to get tunnel vision, uh, to put blinders on and not see the full picture which prevents us from learning things that are available. Now, I don't care if this is in the professional world or if something your competitor may, do, may be doing that would actually strengthen your company. Maybe it's the political landscape where someone has very diametrically opposed political views, but maybe there's something at the core of what they're talking about that you can uh, learn from. Uh, athletics, uh, is, uh, is your opponent doing something or do they have a strategy in place that might benefit your team and, and when you play them or when you play another opponent? The bottom thing is open your eyes, look around, learn, be awake, be perceptive. It will help you increase your skill and lead you further down the path to success. The next is initiative. All right, failure to act is often the biggest failure of all. Initiative is that ability to act. It's as simple as that. You've got to always be prepared, right, thoroughly. Now, if you've done that, then you must summon the wherewithal or the intestinal fortitude to apply initiative. We're going to fail, all of us. You look at the most successful people in the world and their careers and their path to success is littered with failures. I mentioned Abraham Lincoln before. We know his story, how many times he failed in his quest to get, become elected president along the way. None of us are perfect. We've got to train ourselves not to fear failure. Let me say that again. We must train ourselves not to fear failure. All right, And this applies, I think, all the time to salespeople and the, the fear of 
rejection, the fear of a cold calling, the fear of hearing the word no. But guess what? On the other side of fear is great things waiting for you. What you should fear instead of the actual act of failing is inaction when it is time to act. It's true in all areas of life. Wooden says proper preparation must be followed with initiative. As he reminded himself and others, be quick, but don't hurry. And that is a great motto for initiative. The next block is intentness. Intentness. This personal quality may be as important with any in the pyramid, according to Wooden, because it's the ability to stay the course, even when that course is the most difficult and the obstacles seem insurmountable. You do not quit. And I think now, uh, if Wooden was to redo this uh, pyramid, intentness would be replaced with purpose. We must have a purpose. Why are we doing what we're doing? And once you identify that, once you establish what you're doing and why you're doing it, then you need to be persistent. You need to be determined. You need to be tenacious. Be unrelenting. It is a rocky, hard, and long road to success. And I'll tell you this from my experience, things that are easy are rarely long-lasting or significant. So find your purpose, and you will eventually reach the top of the pyramid. The next block in the pyramid, as we move to the next level, is condition. Again, a term that we don't talk so much about these days, but it is very important, is physical condition as well as your mental and moral condition as well. And they are all embodied in this one particular block because you can't have one without the other. You can't be in great physical shape and have a good moral compass, but then be mentally weak. And you can't be mentally strong and have a strong moral compass and be in poor physical condition. And finally, you can be physically fit and be mentally strong, but make bad decision after bad decision because you will fail. All right, and it is easy to get one, and maybe two is attainable, but to do all three takes a full commitment, but it is your responsibility, and he had a rhyme that he used for his players. There is a choice you have to make in everything you do, so keep in mind that in the end, the choice you make makes you, and if you make right choices in your life, physically, mentally, and morally, you will achieve a strong condition. Next, skill. This is at the very center of the pyramid for success. You have to know your stuff. Again, I don't care if you're a CEO of an organization. I don't care if you're a sales manager, a lawyer, a doctor, an athlete. You've got to know and you've got to constantly study and learn and, and be a student of what you do every single day. You need to execute properly and quickly, and that's going to require skill. And experience is important, critical, but skill, in my mind, is more important than experience. And I would rather have somebody that has a strong base of skill and is willing to continue to learn and become better than somebody that has a lot of experience with a lack of skill. And the mastery of the skills you need in your job is going to require learning. For example, listening to this podcast, reading books, uh, training, talking to colleagues uh, who have achieved success, talking to competitors who have just achieved success, excuse me. Wooden has a great quote on the wall of his office. 
excuse me, he did. It's what you learn after you know it all that counts. Skill is an ongoing and lifelong process. And if you're not getting better, if you're not advancing your intellectual knowledge, then you're standing still. And that is unacceptable. Next is team spirit. Now I know this sounds a little hokey, but the fact of the matter is, it is probably one of the more critical parts of what we do because it demonstrates selflessness. Now there's gonna be a times where there's individuals in your team, your organization, that are achieving greater success than you. Do you complain about it? Do you say, oh, they have a better territory or you know, their insurance coverage is better or you know, they had a better case or whatever the, whatever the situation may present? Or do you acknowledge their success, congratulate them for their success and potentially learn from their success? In order to do that, you're going to have to sacrifice personal glory or gain for the greater good, right? Because ultimately their success is going to make your organization stronger, your team better, and your group more cohesive. Now you've got to find that player in your organization or on your team that is going to make it great. Rather than someone who's just a great player, is this person have the intangibles that is going to make everyone else better? Right? What's the old saying? A rising tide raises all ships. Who is the rising tide on your team? And who is willing to sacrifice their personal glory for the success and the common good of your organization? All right, we've reached the next level of the pyramid, and now it's time to talk about poise. Be yourself. Hey, don't ever be someone that you're not. You can't allow yourself to get rattled, thrown off, unbalanced, regardless of the circumstances or situation. Leaders, athletes, competitors with poise do not panic under pressure. It's critical in these situations you hold fast to your principles and your beliefs and you act in accordance with them regardless of how bad or good the situation may be. And I think about a, uh, a lesson that a coach shared with me once. He goes, the reason I practice and practice and practice and do the same things over and over and over again with you so that when you're in a game and the pressure is ratcheted up a notch and you're nervous and you're feeling anxiety, you instinctively will know what to do because you've done it a hundred times in practice. And that, my friends, is poise. And poise is what separates good from great in all walks of life, is that ability to roll with the punches, accept and face adversity. The next block is confidence. There is nothing more important in this world than believing in yourself. The knowledge that your preparation is fully complete and you are ready for the battle. Now, it cannot be manufactured. Confidence is earned through pursuing and attaining those things that allow you to reach your own level of competency or excellence. Now, you think about some of the other blocks we've talked about thus far. All of them are designed to help you achieve confidence, hard work, enthusiasm, intentedness, finding that purpose, skill, team spirit, poise. If you start to build these blocks and strengthen them, and guess what's going to happen in the process? You're going to develop confidence. What ultimately holds us back from being confident is maybe inexperience, uh, lack of success, uh, lack of knowledge. It is incumbent upon us 
to fill these voids in our life. And when we do, you're going to experience tremendous confidence. Now you have to temper it because it is very easy to allow that confidence to turn to arrogance. And hopefully you have people in your life that will bring you back down to earth and say, hey, get your act together. You're starting to get a little cocky. We don't want that because that will become destructive. You want to just believe in yourself. And when you do, you will accomplish extraordinary things in your life. And now we have reached the top of the pyramid. Competitive greatness. In Wooden's mind, that was about having a love for the hard battle knowing that it offers the opportunity to be at your best when your best is required. He talks about the great competitors he has played for and against, taught, admired, all shared a joy in the struggle itself, the journey, the contest, and competition. The tougher the battle, the better. And all of us, in all walks of life, face these battles every single day. How do we handle them? Do we encounter them head on? Or do we shy away from that competitiveness because we're afraid to lose or afraid to fail, as we spoke about early? You know, as I look at myself personally, I think about, I love to win. I love it. I love the joy that's associated with winning. But I think, I actually know that I hate to lose more than I like to win. And that's what drives me as a competitor. It's entirely up to you. But that battle must inspire and motivate you to dig deep inside. And you must relish the challenge that a worthy competitor presents because you will be tested. And if you are properly prepared and you've embraced the other 14 blocks on John Wooden's Pyramid for Success, you will rise to the highest level imaginable and achieve competitive greatness. I sincerely hope all of you enjoyed this overview of John Wooden's Pyramid for Success. The fundamentals set forth by Coach Wooden will stand the test of time. They are applicable to all of us, regardless of age, gender, background, socioeconomic status, or profession. The key is to embrace all the blocks of the pyramid. You can't pick and choose the ones you like or the ones you already do well. In order to successfully navigate the path to success, it must be a total immersion in the concepts established by Mr. Wooden. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to talking to all of you again really soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Sully Says Podcast. If we made a connection today, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me via my website, ricksully.com, or via email at rick at ricksully.com. I'm available for sales training, personal development coaching, and motivational speaking with a focus on how being a childhood bullying victim taught me to find my character, passion, and purpose. I hope to hear from you soon, and please make it a great day.